This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Now, uh, I'm joined by Thea, M, the Kahu, all the names at the Marie. Welcome. Oh, kia ora, Evoa. How you doing? Freaking good. Like, just got into, um, you know, dinners last night, and it's really nice to hooky my. And um, a little bit chilly, but I kind of run hot, so I'm into it. That's fine. Like what we were saying uh, earlier on, you're from Christchurch originally. Yeah, so. yeah. Your girl actually grew up. My first four years were in Simaru, so oh. um, uh, I, you know, I don't know. What can you say? I'm used to the makariri. Simaru is a funny town. It's like it's quite bogan, but also <laughs> I've got like a real soft spot for it. But it's kind of a situation where I feel like. When I go back to um, Simaru and stuff, I have like all the nostalgia and everything, but I don't know. Like, I just, I wouldn't be able to see myself being there for probably too long, longer than a weekend. Sorry to all those from. But I love, I love you all in Simaru. <laughs> yes, must uh, have some family there, maybe? I do. Yeah. I have whānau, like, all the way from um, down in Gore, um, you know, all that um, ag whānau, and then all the way up, of course, to where I'm from in Te Pūahau, Waikato, the Port Waikato. Yep, the ag whānau. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Never heard that before. All the, all the running all their dairy farms down there. Oh. You know how it goes. Backbone of the country. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Says the um, vegetarian lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Hey, lesbians can farm too. Well, yeah, but, you know. When you're, uh, when uh, what what can I say? When you're like oppressed, you kind of end up leaning like yeah. a certain way on yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. Right, you're here to talk about a couple of things. Uh, we're going to talk about music talks soon, but we're going to f- uh, talk about your new record that just came out last week, the Kahu Orangi. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and to quote uh, Doctor Hook song. You got your, 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 well, you didn't get your photo on the cover of the Rolling Stones, but your name's there and you're on the front page of the Rolling Stones. Oh my gosh! How bloody amazing. Remarkable, honestly, still buzzing. A live session came out yesterday and I'm, yeah, I don't know. It's just like um, one of those surreal moments where I am like, wow, this is everything that, you know, one could like ever hope for, especially the fact that um, it's, of course, for Tikahu, which is an entirely indigenous and Del Māori, not one word of Del Pākehā in their um, project. And so it's quite remarkable. And then the only bit of sadness I have is that, you know, I wish, um, I don't know, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do this without my nannies. And I wish they were here, but I felt them the entire process, awairua, so... Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah and I know um, your nannies are really important. For mm. help. Uh, every time we've talked, uh, we've talked about your nannies. So, mm. yeah, the record's even named after her, so I kind yeah. of feel like, That's you right. know, Aha Aha, it's like she's she's always here anyways. Um, now, you know we at Radio 1 are huge fans, and the Otipoti audience are huge fans of yours too. And so have this album out now, and, uh, you know, how, how does it feel to have this record out? To, to finally have this, the whole project down, well, the first part of this project down. Mm. Um, it's it's amazing. Like you know, I've really taken my time over the past two years to just work so hard and, and um, carefully to weave together all of this old kind of matauranga and things um, like you know old knowledge from my nannies, um, many pepeha which are like tribal tribal proverbs, whakatauki um, and whakatawaki which are like quotes, um, many of them um, uh, directly like kind of verbatim quotes from my great uh, grandmother who fought for a lot of our um, Waikato 
River rights and things like that and also mm. wrote that um, song Kiwi Weka and stuff so it's just been like a kind of a project where I've just lovingly weaved together all of this incredible stuff um, in the hope that um, obviously it, it can be a resource for my people and rangatahi Māori um, directly from my iwi and hapu but also um, aware that you know this is an opportunity to really show everyone regardless of whether you're Māori or non-Māori um, you know Māori mai Pākehā mai just the beauty and talent vulnerability of Ario and kind of just counter many of those tropes that we're constantly seeing like angry Māori, strong Māori mm. it's like what about you know hyper intelligent um, uh, you know vulnerable um, intricate you know um, yeah songwriting yeah. and things like that so we love Kiwi Wicca we ripped it off and it's on the playlist too Hey. <laughs> live, live at RNZ. I love that. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. It's a great song. You have to. It think. is. You me there. I know. There's, there's no like, need to thank us. We put great songs on the playlist. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah, 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 Aww. yeah. Uh, the record con- contains previous singles like Ia Hene uh, and Ia Taku Huia Kanmanawa, uh, and the latter of which made the top eleven top eleven tracks of the year last year, as voted by the Radio One audience. Yo. Big ups or tip or the audience. Thank you. Uh, but there's five new Waita as well. Um, your latest single, uh, you know, it's talking about um, a religious movement founded um, by a quite complicated prophet. Mm, how many? Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, it's something that started off as a peaceful movement um, coming from the confiscation of lands in Taranaki. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that story uh, and the movement and why you wrote about it? Mm. So Pai Marire, um, uh came from around the 1860s, um, just like um, uh, Jamie said, regarding uh, the kind of colonisation, land confiscation um, and oppression of the time that our people were facing. And um, so the whole idea of Paimaridi, it means um, goodness and peace. And mm. it was kind of a way for our people um, to peacefully resist uh, what was going on at the time through um, karakia as an in incantations and um, most notably through the upraised hand, uh, which is what we um, raise when we chant. And so this was funded by Te Uwa. Uh, there were, you know, <coughs> sorry, many... Um, kind of heartbreaking stories of um, our people kind of going into war at that time when all of the Pākehā had, you know, were armed with muskets and things and mm. our people literally just standing there with the faith that, like Tewa had said, um, you know, the bullets would literally rush past or bounce off our people when they had their hands raised and were chanting. And, of course, it led to, um, you know, massacres. Um, and so it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, at the same time, um, during the Waikato Wars where our um, king and our iwi was pushed out of our tribal lands and retreated into Taranaki, um, our king at the time, um, Tawhiao, uh, um, of course was like the leader of the Kingitanga and the Kingitanga of course was set up as an opposition to mm. the the Queen um, so that we could really assert our Tsinoranga Tsiratanga um, he really latched on to Pai Marire and to um, Tewa um, because uh, this was a faith that effectively had the same principles as what the Kingitanga um, stood for which is you know self-determination and um, really like just quite anti-Pākehā um, and pro- uh, you know, 
getting our sovereignty and our lands back. So that's kind of how it came into Waikato. So it's a hundreds of years old, you know, kind of faith that our people have really adopted. And I personally grew up with um, Pai Marere. Um, you know, it's the 7am, 7pm karakia. And my fondest memories um, and memories I really hold close are, you know, being in um, Tangihana and just sitting next to my nannies and, um, you know, taking part in the Pai Marere karakia, which would last up to 15 minutes because there are many, many verses and things like that. Um, but yeah, so this uh, waiata, sorry for the long explanation, no, very fine, passionate. Good, um, good. This waiata is effectively, um, you know, kind of an ode slash a um, kind of mihi to Te Uahomini, the wind man, um, who believed that, you know, God spoke to him through the winds and um, effectively, like, Paimarere was kind of sort of like Rastafarianism where it alluded to Māori being like the Israelites. Yeah. Um, you know, with our oppression of course and um yeah, so this weather you'll hear, you know, a lot of hope within it, um, and a lot of praise for Tewa who has, you know, um done so much for our people, but within it kind of a bit of um sadness because of all the lives that were lost um during this uh tumultuous time. So yeah, that's Paimaridi. Yeah, the sovereignty wars certainly were a terrible, terrible time for all involved. And I like to use sovereignty wars and not land wars because it, what it was, what it was, it was a fight for sovereignty. Koida. Yeah. Kauda. Um And right, so it's so, such an amazing track, such an amazing record, and uh, it's a lot of, I guess, you're you're female, you're queer. Uh, you're, you sing with this project uh, purely in Te Reo Māori um, we're going to talk about Music Talks now which is all about you know empowering diversity within the music industry and we both know that the music industry is pretty murky <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's a pretty gross place. You can say that again. Cut it. <laughs> yeah, it's That's pretty right. murky. It's a pretty gross place. Uh, you know, and there's you know, perceived ideas of, you know, making money off diversity, of mm. how people should act and look and see, uh, and preconceived ideas of how you might not, the industry might not make money off you, so therefore you don't get a chance. Because when it all comes down to it, it's about the big wigs and the cash. Koida, it's capitalism 101, this industry. Yeah, 100%. You think the oil industry is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but, and so what we want to focus on, I guess, with the music talk is that empowering diversity, uh, regardless of race, sexuality, uh, or, or sex. Um, but it's just ain't that fair. Um, so, I mean, how has it been for you, with, particularly with uh, Takahu? Um, when it comes to the mainstream, because you know you get a lot of play with us and the mm. uh, and um, with the radio stations uh, and the, the other student radio network stations, uh, and now you know you're on the rolling cover of the Rolling Stones, dude. Mm. That's fuck it. That's huge. Sorry about my language. <laughs> but that's massive. But I mean, how's it been with you know the other stations out there in the country mm. and accepting you as an artist and, and the stories that you're telling in your language? Well. That pretty much, I mean, um, I don't know, to be brutally honest, it, it is sort of what you're saying, where unless, um, you know, how can I say this? 
Okay, there's a real quota, as we know, that um, nearly every single station has to abide by. However, um, one can imagine that um, for mainstream stations that are more like catering to um, the tastes of general people, which is more like pop and stuff that, you know, obviously, you know, my music doesn't really fly on there. Um, And so that's why um, I'm just so grateful for, you know, I suppose my... Um, Hapuri Māori and also for student radio and of course iwi radio because well one I'm genuinely like honest to um, the powers that be I'm just not making music for any other reason than to try and provide a resource and also healing for my people so really anyone that decides to listen and take it on I'm grateful. I'm stoked. Like, it's amazing. So I think that's one thing that's um, been really amazing and key for this project is that it it genuinely is kind of um, a co-papa that I feel is not particularly based around myself and my ego, unlike what, you know, Thea is, obviously, um, you could say. So I'm not really (laughs) worried, per se, about, you know, um, who supports and who doesn't but in saying that I am just it honestly rocks my world when I do see stations such as um, Radio 1 who really does um, you know give that platform um, and that tautoko because I do believe that you know this music is what can really offer a different kind of um, perspective and a lot of healing for everyone regardless of whether you even understand what I'm saying and so um, Mm. yeah I guess um, that's what I'm trying to say is that I'm just I'm so stoked and grateful about how this project which I wasn't necessarily expecting anyone to really care about I knew people would because it's beautiful but the reach that it really has had like even again so far as Rolling Stone um, kind of acknowledging it is so beautiful because I believe that it's it's more than just me making some waiata it's like the weaving together of intergenerational knowledge and of um, you know deciding to not speak a word of you know um, uh, reo Pākehā but just reo Māori and, and that's really really special and kind of doing everything that um, one wouldn't expect would make money these days which is yeah. not singing in English singing in really old school reo Māori as well not even kind of casual um, Māori and then also uh, you know bringing in traditional um, momo waiata such as karanga ngeri mō um, and then mixing that with um, uh, not so traditional, but still old kind of 40s, 50s and 60s genre. So, voila, I'm very grateful for yeah. all of y'all who really give a shit. Thank have, you. Have, have you had any pull for the industry saying, you know, why can't you do the fair stuff, but in Tereo? You know, we mm. need we need a, 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 a Māori pop princess up there. We, you know, we need you know a little bit of tokenism. Mm, yes, you know, have, I know people always say that. I'm like, why? There's so many other. The way I see it, it's sort of like um, Rhea's any doing other. It. Nika's doing it. Uh, yeah, well, it's sort of Anna like Connington's any other genre, right? Where um, you know, um, I I could do that, but this is kind of the type of way that I do love. Yeah. Um, to make this is my vibe, and there are many other people whose passion lies in the um, kind of pop world. Um, I've obviously done um, some recent Waiata, such as Creep, which was a collab with. Um, my sister Vane um, and then also Pohewatsia which is um, a collab that we did for Why Are the Anthems with Kings where I've sung the chorus in Reo Māori and Kings um, raps and um, Reo Pākehā with some kapura Reo Māori throughout. So those kind of I guess um, um, cross genres and um, combined genres but yeah what I would say is that you know um, I don't know the reason why I set up Te Kahu is because I've 
there's such like a kind of sense of sacredness and and tapu and mana to um, the kind of vibe that I think you know I've kind of cultivated really heavily influenced by my nannies and so I just I want both of my projects my alt pop more political leaning experimental yeah. stuff is there um, to sit separately from Te Kahu so that they can maintain their own kind of presence and people can hop between them I, I don't mind um, at all like I love that but yeah you know I'm doing what I'm doing and yeah. I believe there are many other people who can fill in those gaps um, in the market if you like um, with things that they're passionate about and I'm just doing my passion you know yeah veins don't Bane is freaking the shit, right? Yeah. yeah. She's killing it. She's very underrated, people. You know, I, I believe that she should be freaking um, right up there alongside other, you know, female rappers. Starting to get a little bit of press. Absolutely. Not, not enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, for real. If I'm trying to think who put it, Sony? Can always Sony? Yeah, Sony, um, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Vane, I'm a couple, well, a wee while ago now. It's a great chat. Good chat. Sick. Good, Good to chat. hear it. Um, but yeah. You know, having Waita on Rolling Stone, do you think, you know, that's going to open some pathways? Oh, absolutely. Um, not necessarily for me. I mean, of course for me, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's yeah, really totally. great. And I'm so um, kind of impressed and grateful for that. But more um, opening pathways for other, um, you know, kaiwaiata kaitsito Māori um, and also beyond um, our people into other indigenous, um, you know, peoples like... I think that's what's really the most amazing thing about this crossover with Rolling Stone. Even with the live session, you know, it was really beautiful um, to see some comments like coming in from people that were clearly not from um, NZ. You can just tell by, you know, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. by Instagram, by the flags and whatnot, um, by saying, wow, this is so beautiful, things like that. It's like, well, this is exactly why we need to, you know, make the effort to choose, um, regardless of how small um, the artist is, if it's good music and, um, you know, you really want to start making a change, then you need to make sure that you're allowing for um, uh, other indigenous peoples and their languages, um, because this is how we truly kind of decolonize one, the world, you yeah. know. We just, it's just about um, people and the powers that be deciding to allocate that space and sticking us in there, because no one else will. And when you do, you know, I don't know, people are kind of like, wow, that's really beautiful. And they probably just wouldn't hear it otherwise, because, you know, um, everything filters down and um, uh, you just don't really get the opportunity unless you're like an avid you know, researcher to find these like amazing gems and yeah. in turn to decolonize your mind and be open to other languages and see the beauty in these languages that have been oppressed for so long. Totally. But the industry is really quick to jump on it. I look at um, Alien Weaponry as an example, you know, start making it big overseas after they went on a couple of tours, got picked up by Napalm Records and things like that. And then the industry back home jumped on it, you know, and I found that kind of gross. I know. I know, it's hard, eh? regardless of whether... Um, I mean, yeah, to pick something that was so that is so great and mm. so beautiful and taking that out and you, you see uh, people um, really, you know, what is this language, where does it come from, it's really beautiful, it's really powerful, um, 
but then the industry was like, yeah, that, that's us. Look what we did in, in Aotearoa. When they wouldn't have picked them up with a barge pole until they made it overseas. It's a whole big thing. We made it big overseas, so we claim it back here, right? Mm, it's also certainly a recurring theme and something that's actually quite remarkable. When you look at artists um, such as um, Fire, Wana Maniapoto, Wana and the Moa Hunters, and then, of course, Maisirika, um, they're, they're mahi that's largely real Māori being embraced and celebrated and invited over and you know even like Germany and all of these places um, it's quite remarkable so there is something to be said I suppose that you know of course our country's got our own kind of issues we're trying to work through and stuff and there's clearly you know a lot of them and not saying that other countries don't but there's definitely something to be said um, about the fact that our real and our people are being so celebrated overseas um, what needs to change to allow that same recognition here? Mm, um, yeah. You know, of our own indigenous still that's being celebrated overseas, but not necessarily the same way here. Um, it's quite profound. Moana's latest project, like using uh, getting artists from other countries with their indigenous languages that are also being lost, uh, is really powerful. Really powerful. And I talked to Moana about that. It was such a great record. Mm. You know, having, um, you know, languages in, in Nordic countries, but, you know, there's so many different. It's just like uh, Reo in New Zealand, there's so many dialects. Um, it's the same with other languages overseas, and they're being lost. And, you know, she went out and found these artists and got their native tongues that, that are being lost on a record as well. It's such a great project. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She's like one of my favorites. Probably one of my favorite interviewees of all time. I. Yeah, yeah, I have a really good time with Moana every time. Uh, anyway, uh, are there many challenges you you faced in the industry? Oh my gosh! Like I don't. Well, I know there is, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. We were literally um, my manager um, Pink, who's here, um, and I were you know practically. Uh, um, Listing them yesterday, they were just flowing out of our mouths. Yeah. Um, not, me not, here, why did he? You know what I mean? And and then just going, oh, damn, um, don't want to dwell on it too much, but there's certainly a lot of um, stuff that has happened to me that, um, you know, got me to the point of wanting to stop, really, because of the toll it takes on your mental health and just, like, your well-being and stuff. And then at the same time, there's definitely been things that I've seen that have remarkably changed when I chose to, you know, leave the major label, yeah. um, do kind of what I wanted and go completely independent. It almost, like, saved my life, slash, saved my mental health, slash, saved my career, if you will. And I don't mean just as a real artist, but I mean as, as a queer woman. Yeah. No, absolutely. There's, um, you know... I don't know, just like a couple of the situations have been, like I got, you know, pulled into the industry kind of unwillingly, I suppose. Um, I know that sounds really random, but, you know, I just, I'm just like a, a bubba that just adores making music and composing and things. And there were all these other things that you just don't account for or have no idea about, um, such as the industry and, um, you know, the workings of the industry and um, being signed with a label where um, pretty much all of the people that make decisions are um, white middle-aged men um, who don't un really understand you or have that um, kind of same empathy or anything. I don't want to understand um, you. No, and, you know, uh, so there's a lot of challenges that come with that. You know, I've had to freaking deal with um, being felt up at parties and having um, heads of record labels um, fiddling with my hair, which, as you know, is very tapu uh, yeah. for um, Māori, but really anyone in general. And, you know, being told to lose weight, being told to freaking smile all the time for photos, which I'm so glad I haven't done um, <laughs> because that's just not the vibe. Um, but, you know, there's these constant things. Um, 
let alone, you know, as, as we've already spoken about, um, when you add the different filters, such as, you know, being um, more diverse than not only just a wahine, but a wahine Māori and a wahine um, takatāpui Māori and all of these things, um, you know, it, it can be freaking difficult. And the thing that saved me was, one, leaving the label, but two, having my freaking management team, who's also wahine, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, have truly fought in uh, multiple ways for me um, to be able to kind of assert my independence and supported me um, to do that. And then also, secondly, um, I mean, I believe this can apply for kind of anyone, regardless of what industry you're in, just choosing um, to, you know, only go to things that I really want to go to. Because when you're with a label, again, hashtag capitalism, you have to pretty much go to every freaking the opening of an envelope or whatever and um that um isn't great for anyone's mental health unless you enjoy that but i don't really know anyone that does and so choosing to like not put myself in those situations um and then of course um yeah just take the big risk which is to you know kind of walk away from the big machine uh which i did and then was able to do my 99 percent angel mixtape and obviously this entire tikahu project um where i don't have people censoring you know my appearance my um vibe my genre my everything it's been life-changing also antidepressants um thank you (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so it's kind of just being able to have these amazing people around me who support me and will pretty much just actually be um bulldogs to allow me to walk away when need be and support my crazy endeavours which don't necessarily make any money but have actually in turn given me more freedom and more kudos than I ever did uh, when I was you know in a place where I didn't feel comfortable and didn't feel like my voice was being heard shout out Nick Nat that's right. <laughs> Shout out to Lorraine Yoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank See, you. I, have do, I have to do yeah, a chat with PR teams and things like that. What's I was going to sh- say, you what's need the to... shit you've been through in the industry? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure Pete's what have you had to do to, to forever about to that. let Ems leave that <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's been crazy. We'll do a three hour special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Music Talks is on tonight. It's at uh, Deja Vu, uh, which is in town uh, from 6 to 10, doors at 5.30. Thanks to New Zealand uh, Music Commission, OUSA, and us here at Radio 191 FM. And thank you so much, Em, for coming on this morning. An absolute pleasure to have you in studio again, too. Thank you, Ehoa. It's been, it's been cool to chew the cud. Yeah. It's been a, a good time. He called it a pairawati. Uh, so here we go with your latest single, uh, Paimarere from Takahu. You're on the one, 91 FM. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.